Over the years, he's given you the money line, the business special report. He's a best-selling author, news anchor. Dobbs mania sweeps the country. And now, he's taking his talents to Lou Dobbs Sunday. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday. And I'm Lou Dobbs. It's Sunday, and we're going to have a great conversation, as we always do on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Thanks for being with us here today, sharing part of your your day with us. We've got a lot to talk about. This upcoming week is going to be a monster uh, for uh, politics, uh, for uh, <laughs> the legal action uh, that always seems to surround the president's son, Hunter Biden. Uh, Biden, by the way, will be they'll be voting on contempt of Congress uh, this uh, this Wednesday. And meanwhile, the next day he has to be in Los Angeles to uh, begin the trial for uh, tax evasion. Uh, Hunter Biden is just uh, extraordinarily busy this week, as is the Congress. But then they should be well rested. They take plenty of time off. I hope you had every bit as great a restful and uh, exciting uh, uh, holiday season as they have and uh, i can't wait to see what congress does uh, we meanwhile we get word that mike thompson the speaker of the house has done it again talking to a bunch of freshmen uh, it appears that he has uh, for some reason decided he wants to negotiate with the president over the border crisis uh, Mike Johnson is just, uh, I have to tell you, he's been the most, he's been a greater disappointment to me in point of fact than Kevin McCarthy in the first two months of, of his, uh, what will we call it, uh, his rule. Uh, to think that he believes he's ready to negotiate a crisis that he ignored uh, for the past, uh, well, throughout his career in Congress. He hasn't been active on the issue. He took a group of 50 congressmen down to the border and comes back absolutely stunned. Uh, shame on shame on the president, he says. Well, yes, he's brought in about 10 million people into this country illegally since he, well, since he stole the election. I mean, it's, it, yes, I did say stole the election, and I'll back it up with anybody who wants to debate it uh, for a host of reasons. And as we look at the border as an issue, and as and a, Johnson, uh, Mike Johnson, who thinks that after a couple of months in, in the chair of the Speaker of the House, he's ready to suddenly unilaterally uh, represent the American people with the President of the United States. I mean, it's arrogance. Uh, this is a man who's supposed to be a man of faith. He's supposed to be a man of some humility. Uh, and he is neither to this point, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, he certainly needs to find humility and quickly. Um, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to be talking about the fellow who's in that office, the man he wants to work with. And that man is falling apart before our very eyes, don't you think? There's every day there's more evidence of his early onset dementia, his impairment, his cognitive uh, impairment, whatever you wish to call it. The man is obviously in rapid decline mentally uh, and cannot find his way, whether he is uh, getting off of Marine One, getting onto Air Force One, walking up a, a, the steps to a stage, or coming off that stage. 
he is all but helpless. And if he didn't have his wife there to guide him and other men and women in uniform who surround him, I, I don't believe the man could function at all. Uh, certainly not in the sense that he would know where to go, what to do, and, uh, and how to get away from it. This speech that he gave in Valley Forge, I don't know if you heard it, my gosh, he, <laughs> this is supposed to be good old avuncular Uncle Joe. This man is turned into a rabid, uh, flailing, nasty piece of business uh, as he gets before the uh, microphone and cameras and starts screaming about the, the uh, MAGA uh, insurrectionist uh, on January 6th. And uh, meanwhile, he's ignoring the reality that in point of fact, it is his regime that is imprisoning people without due process and frankly, without uh, any sense of uh, obedience to the Constitution. Uh, we just had the anniversary, the third year anniversary of January 6th, and it's one of the most, to me, sad, it's one of the, the saddest events that, you know, I, that I can remember in the last uh, month or two. Uh, it is just incredible to me that there are still hundreds of our fellow Americans sitting in jail cells because they were in a demonstration. I talked with one of the fellows who called in from his uh, to talk with us uh, on the podcast, and he talked uh, about the 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 solitary confinement that he's been in. The fact that he does not he not only hasn't had a trial. He hasn't even had a trial date set, and he's been in prison three years, more than a thousand days. His name is Jake Lang, and he's a he's a, a great American. He called in from prison to to have a discussion about it. Uh, it's it's just heartrending to think, and by the way, also infuriating to think that not any of us. Uh, whether we're in media, whether we are, uh, we belong to the Republican Party or the Democrat Party, no one seems to be able to come up with a solution to overcome the authoritarian, totalitarian, uh, uh, absolutely oppressive Justice Department that has gone after these people uh, and done so in the most unfair and un-American of ways. I mean, people who were just simply in the mob they weren't committing violence. They weren't destroying anything. In fact, Jake Lang was one of those trying to defend elderly protesters against the onrush of police uh, with their shields and their batons who were flailing at people. Uh, it, it's just a sad, sad circumstance. Uh, but we're going to we're going to try to uh, to look to the to the good uh, in all of this, and the good of it, I think is that the American people now have awakened. They know what the Biden regime is. They know what authoritarianism is now, whether they're talking about the hiring of 87,000 IRS agents or imprisoning hundreds, more than a thousand of our fellow Americans in the DC gulag, whether it's a judiciary in the District of Columbia, the federal judiciary, that not only did the Department of Justice and the FBI overcharge uh, these uh, poor uh, Americans who are caught as prisoners of uh, this ideological warfare, but the the country is watching a judiciary that's every bit as corrupt as the DOJ or the FBI. And then we have Mike Pence for crying out loud. I, I don't know if you heard or read what he said, but it's it's a sad again a sad circumstance to to, to what he has become. Mike Pence today 
actually saying he was glad that the FBI and the DOJ had imprisoned 1,200 Americans for what they did on on the, on the 6th of January uh, 2021. I have to say to you, it is this man seems uh, modest. He seems almost meek at times. But now he seems like he has become a creature of, uh, of ugly, ugly dimensions that I can't even fathom. To say that you're glad that somebody has been imprisoned by this, uh, this rogue uh, Biden authoritarian regime is madness in itself. And he knows what was happening. He knows that Bill Barr, the attorney general of uh, the United States, uh, knew that Joe Biden was lying through his teeth about the laptop being a Russian, a piece of Russian disinformation. It had been in the possession of the FBI for 11 months at that point, and they had ruled it absolutely real, the actual laptop of the president's son, and they knew the contents and all that it's all of the incriminating uh, evidence. And Bill Barr did nothing. Do you want to know why, by the way, he did nothing? He, he admits it in, in uh, the book he wrote. I think he said one darn thing or the other. It was the title. But uh, he said that he thought it would be interfering in the election if he were to point out that the vice president was lying about the laptop, which contained all the incriminating evidence of the corruption of the Biden, uh, the Biden family. Isn't that stunning? And we know with uh, the polls that have been taken subsequently that that would have changed the outcome. That alone would have changed the outcome of the election. But to hear Bill Barr say that, think about how ironic it is, how uh, maddening it is to think that he didn't want to interfere in the election when he interfered by doing nothing. He simply went to work for Joe Biden in that moment. And think about what real election interference is. It is altering the outcome of an election. And look what is happening now. President Trump under indictment, four federal indictments for crying out loud. Forget about uh, Letitia James and her case that is absolutely monstrous uh, and unfair and baseless, and but nonetheless uh, being perpetuated by a corrupt uh, court system in this, uh, in the state of New York. If if we see more states fall in line, as has uh, much of the eastern seaboard and the northeast, uh, this is not going to be America anymore. This is, we are basically a totalitarian state in certain states, in certain jurisdictions within those states, uh, and certain jurisdictions even in red states where there is a a, 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 I, I don't know what to call it, it is a conspiracy of the left, the Marxist left, uh, to suppress our rights, to suppress our freedoms, and to make a mockery out of justice uh, when it comes to persecuting President Trump, which they've done now for eight years. Think about it, eight years. And think about this. Think about this. Donald Trump right now is leading all of the rivals for the nomination of the Republican Party for president. He's leading them all by almost 30%. The num the second place <laughs> candidate for the nomination is none other than Nikki Haley, who, after the failure of uh, Governor DeSantis as the establishment's very favorite candidate, 
suddenly she is the favorite. She's she's raised something like $70 million in just the last few weeks. That's how desperate they are. They're throwing money at this woman for Iowa, for New Hampshire, for uh, South Carolina. By the way, in South Carolina, she's behind President Trump by, again, almost 30 points. And they continue the madness of seeking uh, to find anyone. Uh, it's just so long is that anyone is not Donald Trump. We're going to be talking about this and much more throughout this hour of Blue Dob Sunday. We thank you for being with us. The number is 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. And the conversation continues in one moment again. Thanks for being with us on Blue Dob Sunday. We continue in one moment. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday. And thank you for being with us on Lou Dobbs Sunday on Red Apple Networks. The number is 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. Uh, we're uh, eager to get to you and your calls, and let's start with let's start with Sandra, New Jersey. Sandra, uh, great to have you with us on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Well, happy New Year's to you, Lou Dobbs. Um, Thank you. I, I was listening to oh, you're welcome. I was listening to everything you said. The first thing, Biden's vicious speech. I'm very proud of Donald Trump that he didn't stoop to a, a low level and respond as such. I was proud about that. And then, two, I was shocked what you said about Mike Pence, but not so shocked. He obviously is a people pleaser. He didn't make it on our side trying to run for president, so he must be desperate to have people like him. So he's stooping so low to put people down that really love our country, and unfortunately they're in jail, and it breaks my heart. And then the last thing I wanted to ask you to explain better is, I like Mike Johnson, and I want to feel happy still that he's our new Speaker of the House. But today, you put a little question mark there. And I don't know. I thought if he's speaking to Biden, why is that a bad thing? Better late than never, but please correct me if I'm wrong. Well, you're you're more generous than I am when it comes to the issue of the border, the illegal immigration in the country, uh, the fact that he just simply unilaterally, in the case of the NDAA, put in uh, the FISA 
uh, extension, which means that we are even uh, more of a surveillance state. Uh, he did so without any any vote uh, on the part of Congress. He unilaterally, as Speaker, did that. He gave in to Biden uh, and and followed the footsteps of Kevin McCarthy. Think about this, 435 representatives in Congress, and he didn't bother to talk to the other 434 representing, you know, over 300 million Americans. That's not the way the, quote, House of Representatives is supposed to work. It's the House of the People. And it's when we call them representatives, we mean for them to be representing each of us and the constituents for each of them in their respective districts, Sandra. And when you talk about, uh, you know, Mike Pence, again, you're more generous than I am. This man knows what the U.S. attorney, uh, Matthew Graves, has done. He knows what the Department of Justice has done and Merrick Garland uh, and what those prosecutors, hundreds of prosecutors, think about this, going after thousands of Americans who were simply protesting around the Capitol. Now, you think, wait a minute, there was a riot. Well, there was a riot. But for most of those people, the vast majority of those people, they were simply there to protest, to demonstrate. Most of them, as the videos now that we see them show, they're being waved into the Capitol. They're being escorted. We've got Ray Epps, who looks like he is a, you know, the uh, ringmaster on us in a circus, and telling people to get into the Capitol. And suddenly, I mean, he is at the, I think, the focal point of this, and he, he hasn't even been charged yet. They've tried a little test that they brought out six months, but he hasn't been charged yet, and I doubt that he gets anything near that, by the way. Uh, and we're going to find out much more about Mr. Epps and about 200 other people that Congressman uh, Clay Higgins says uh, were there and for one purpose only, and that was to infiltrate the crowd, instigate uh, these uh, confrontations, and to... Uh, to bring this uh, crowd into a different uh, direction than they were uh, uh, either thinking or intended. So we've got a lot to talk about there. Uh, but I take your point, and, uh, I, you know, for the most part, I agree. I wish that I, wish that, uh, I could say more, uh, I offer more glowing words for Mike Johnson, but right now the man has much to prove, and he gave in to Biden on a, uh, a debt limit uh, issue that is just not, it's just not the way uh, the, the House should work, the Speaker should work and conduct himself, and it's certainly the way that the swamp works, and that's the unfortunate part. Sandra, thanks for your call. Uh, we're going to uh, continue with our discussion here on Lou Dobbs Sunday, um, and uh, call in at 800-848-9222. That's Red Apple Networks. 800-848-9222. The conversation continues here on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Our connections make powerful things happen. Uniting individuals and communities. We are Rotary. We are people of action. And together, we turn great ideas into reality by accessing our networks, our experience, and the best of ourselves to make a difference. Around the world, Rotary brings leaders together to build new friendships and to solve problems. Like in Austria, where generations work side by side to build sustainable housing and community centers. In India, 
Volunteers run a mobile blood bank to help provide a steady blood supply for their local community. And in Taiwan, people are working hard to get vulnerable citizens the support and services they need. With over one million members, we know what people can do when they come together. Take action with us. Find out more at rotary.org slash action. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I joined the Navy to serve my country as a Navy SEAL. While parachuting with my platoon, my parachute didn't open. When I broke my neck, it left me paralyzed. Paralyzed Veterans of America was by my side from that moment on. Since 1946, Paralyzed Veterans of America has kept a promise to our wounded veterans. We will never leave a fallen comrade behind. Thanks to PVA, Paralyzed Veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments. The benefits they've earned, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Our veterans fought for us. Let's fight for them. To learn more, go to pva.org today. One million people. That's how many people go blind each year. That's a staggering number. Hi, I'm Randall Lavolio, President and CEO of Sea International. By the end of this year, one million men, women, and children will have gone blind. 285 million people worldwide are visually impaired, and 90% of them live in developing countries. Here's an even more sobering fact. Every 60 seconds, somewhere in the world, a child goes blind. They will live their lives unable to see the beautiful world around them if they don't get the treatment they need. Yet 80% of all these cases could have been prevented or treated. The only thing they lack is access to proper eye care. Sea International is a Santa Barbara-based nonprofit dedicated to getting them that care. All it takes is about $100 to restore someone's sight and transform their life forever. For more information, go to our website at seainternational.org. Sunday is on the air. And thank you for being with us on this Lou Dobbs Sunday. Welcome, everybody. Glad you're with us, and we're having a great conversation. We're going to continue that as well, because Judicial Watch announcing something that I think most of us have been hoping would happen. Judicial Watch delivering, filing a wrongful death lawsuit against the federal government. Now, think about that. How many times have we thought somebody should sue this government? Uh, Judicial Watch is the one that does it. Uh, they're the most important watchdog group, in my opinion, in the nation's capital. And uh, Judicial Watch announcing that wrongful death lawsuit, a negligence lawsuit as well against the federal government, on behalf of the family of Ashley Babbitt, as you know, the U.S. Air Force veteran who was shot and killed inside the Capitol by then Capitol Police Lieutenant Michael Byrd on January 6th. And those are images that none of us who saw the video will ever forget. Uh, unarmed, her hands absolutely free of any weapon of any kind, 
and Michael Byrd, the Capitol Police Department, fired straight at her and killed her. The lawsuit claims the U.S. government, uh, uh, well, seeking claims against the uh, U.S. government for wrongful death, assault and battery, various negligence issues, as I said. And I'm delighted to tell you today we have with us the director of research for uh, for the uh, Judicial Watch organization and uh, investigations. Uh, we're now uh, delighted to Carol uh, to the broadcast and welcome to Ludob Sunday, Chris. Great to have you with us, and I want to congratulate you and Judicial Watch on this uh, extraordinary lawsuit. Thank you so much for having us on, Lou. It's uh, it's an important lawsuit because we're confident that we're going to really bring some accountability on. There's only one homicide on January 6th. Remember, just one, and that one homicide was an unarmed female. And uh, by the admission of Lieutenant Byrd himself on NBC News, he didn't even know what he was shooting at. So yeah, he, this guy Byrd and the Capitol Police and Nancy Pelosi and a lot of other actors in the federal government need to answer questions, need to be held to account. Yeah, Byrd was uh, also secreted away not, uh, not too long after all of this unfolded. But I want to go through some of these facts here. You're suing sure. the federal government. Uh, and how quickly can do you expect this to progress? Uh, what are the next steps in the lawsuit? Before we go to the details of what happened sure. that day uh, and your claims, uh, Judicial Watch's claims uh, on behalf of the family of Ashley Babbitt uh, and others. So uh, we brought the lawsuit in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of California, which is San Diego in regular plain language. Uh, and we brought the lawsuit there because that's where Ashley is from. That's her home. And that's where her survivors, her husband, Aaron, and her estate are established or resident domiciled in San Diego. And so, uh, you know, the, it made sense to, to bring the suit, you know, in the place where she's from and where her family is. And uh, I also think, frankly, you know, as far as even where a lawsuit is brought, not only does it make sense from the perspective of who Ashley is and where her family is from, where her husband is, but also the last thing we need is further litigation over January 6th in the District of Columbia, of all places. Right. Um, so, I mean, that, that's, that, that's the essence. It's in San Diego. It's a federal lawsuit. We're seeking $30 million on behalf of Aaron Babbitt and the, and the family in her estate, the estate of Ashley Babbitt. And as you said, it's assault and battery, negligence, negligence supervision. Uh, and then, of course, there's all kinds of problems when it comes to Lieutenant Byrd and his firearms history. We can get into that. Uh, but, you know, negligence about his own discipline and supervision, his training, and then, uh, and then the wrongful death, right? She never should have been shot and killed that day, period. And, and to that point, let's get into that, because I think the, the issue that surrounds Lieutenant Michael Byrd, these are uh, very important issues uh, that, you're, that are included in the lawsuit and, and the claims against the federal government, uh, and uh, obviously the uh, Lieutenant Michael Byrd, 
uh, he was actually uh, uh, had actually a history of improper use of a firearm and had, as I understand it from the pleading, the the claims had a he had a record of unjustified firing of his weapon. Yeah, first of all, he couldn't even qualify with this weapon. That's problem number one. Uh, he, he failed. Uh, he had his police powers revoked uh, because of his failure to even meet the, the minimum firearms qualification standards. And uh, he even had an opportunity for remedial training. So he's a disaster when it comes to basic uh, firearms uh uh, training and execution and qualification. Secondly, uh, about two years before the January 6th uh, events up on the Capitol, he had actually left his loaded weapon in the bathroom of the Capitol Visitor Center. He left it and, uh, and walked off. And it was only recovered after the fact, when somebody said, hey, you know, there's a gun laying around in the bathroom. Uh, and then lastly, of course, and this is probably one of the most outrageous things, Bird was shooting at a stolen vehicle, his car that was stolen. And it appears that either some teenagers or juveniles had, had, had attempted to or were stealing the car. He fired at the vehicle, not even knowing who was in it or what was happening. He fired at the vehicle in a suburban area as the vehicle fled, oh. and the stray bullets that from his weapon struck homes in the neighborhood. And again, they, he was found, an investigation after the, after the fact, found that it was an, an unlawful, improper discharge of his firearm. So you know that's his track record going into January sixth. Yeah, it's and it's a record, by the way, that most Americans are are unaware of until this lawsuit, because the the lawsuit brings all of that to, together and puts it into perspective. This this man was firing at an unarmed woman at point blank range, having a full and clear picture that she was unarmed. And by the way, was as was not a danger to anyone. Was she Correct. in the right? Of course, she wasn't. But Correct. to to I mean, look, look here's 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 the yeah. thing. And I, Congressman Clay Higgins, who has a background as a law enforcement officer, right. a career law enforcement officer, and sheriff, he, in a very articulate, very plain spoken, honest manner, said, "Look, there are police officers on both sides of that." window frame doorway that she was in. So even when Bird would shot at her, there were other brother police officers like two feet behind her. He could have just as well shot or injured them. Uh, and, and if anybody considered her any kind of a real threat or problem, all five foot three hundred pounds of her, she's a small woman, any of them could have said, hey, look, come here. Turn around, you zip cuff her, you sit her in the corner and tell her, sit down and shut up. We'll get back to you later. Right? That, there was nothing was done. There was no effort to apprehend her, no effort to, to warn her, to tell her, stop, back up, get down. 
No, none of this occurred. None of the basic ordinary police procedure for dealing with an unruly group of people was followed. You just had Bird crouched behind a desk, pop up and shoot her. And when you when you see that, and I haven't looked at that video in in, I guess, probably almost three years, but I recall vividly that my first thought was this man is firing with officers in front of him inside. Uh, he not more than uh, not more than 12 feet from him, uh, not Correct. just the officers behind him, behind her, but officers between him and Ashley Babbitt. The that man was an absolute idiot. Uh, There's also video. There's video of him earlier in the day when they were clearing out uh, the house chamber and the, near the entrance of the house chamber. And there's video of him walking around there, kind of hustling around. He's moving around kind of frantically. And in that video, his finger is inside the trigger guard of the Glock that he was carrying, which is a mortal sin. You, you, the figure doesn't go inside the trigger guard unless you're going to pull it, and unless you and if you're going to do that, you're aiming to kill someone. Your your yeah. your objective is to destroy whatever whatever is in the sights of your weapon. And he's it, running around with his finger inside the trigger guard. Yeah, and there's a condition precedent even to moving the finger to the trigger guard, and that is drawing the weapon at all. And Correct. that is, it's insufferable what we witnessed. And I and everyone who owns a handgun understands basic uh, rules of safety and how to handle a, a firearm. This police officer uh, was uh, it, it just extraordinarily, I, I, I want to believe it was reckless. And I, and, uh, I tried to think the best of the situation, but the best is, is still awful and ugly. And negligent is a kind word for what he did that day. But you know where it seems to me, uh, Chris, to rise to a different level? And this is something that I was not aware of. He was apparently secreted away by the House of Representatives, the Capitol Police, with apparently the knowledge of uh, everyone. Uh, he He was housed at Andrews Air Force Base for six months? And in, in not just housed anywhere, he was placed in general officers' guest quarters, which I think is salt in the wound, frankly. And, of course, don't forget, he was given a Medal of Valor, and he was also subsequently promoted to captain. So th- this is, it is so offensive on so many levels. Uh, and, there, yeah, frankly, you know, there's a bunch of congressmen on both sides of the aisle that, frankly, were almost gleeful uh, that Ashley Babbitt was shot. We should never forget that. There, there, were, there were some initial reactions from members of Congress on both sides who, who had this mentality of, well, she probably deserved it, right? Let's not forget that. Let's not forget the, the knee-jerk, unthinking reaction and now that the facts are coming out, I think you're going to see some people do some pretty serious reversals of their positions because, look, we've litigated. We're the people that got all the records about the shooting. We got the photos of Bird and his hands and the weapon and the magazine, all the sort of forensic 
shooting-related records, we only got by suing. This is you know, this is part of an effort to build our case in order to bring this case on behalf of Ashley's family. Well, as always, uh, we're all in in the debt of judicial watch for doing so, and to to think what. Uh, happen to BLM uh, protests, you know, what would happen to a BLM protester had he he or she been shot and killed? Uh, you know, it, it there is in this country, people want to call it a two-tier justice system. No, there is an outright war on the part of the Marxist Dems against uh, independents, Republicans, uh, anyone who stands up for this country and who would avail themselves of their constitutional rights uh, to to demonstrate, to protest. And you can argue that she should not have been there, and that's correct. But the fact is, she, that is the people's house, that capital. And as a matter of fact, people can walk into that capital uh, anytime they want, uh, in, in, at least in, in days past. To think that this is where we are, and and I want to say, I I, I to project this forward, uh, Chris, you know what's uh, what's in front of us. Uh, this means that there's going to be an investigation, not only of Michael Byrd and what happened yeah. with him and who was responsible for putting him up in the officers' quarters, uh, in uh, the distinguished visitor uh, facilities there at uh, Andrews. Uh, right. There's going to be an investigation as to why Nancy Pelosi didn't do more, investigate why the Capitol Police and why in the world the Federal Bureau of Investigation, which will have jurisdiction in this as well, didn't do something. And what was the Department of Justice thinking? Uh, Chris, we thank you uh, for all that you're, you do for us and uh, your organization, Judicial Watch. Thanks so much, Chris. Lou, thanks very much. Thank you. Chris Farrell, great American, and delighted to have him with us. And uh, to uh, to put a point on it, the Judicial Watch is an organization that is absolutely essential to this country. We uh, will be right back in just a moment. Stay with us as Lou Dobbs Sunday continues. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday. Mike Lindell and my pillows employees want to thank you all for your support this past year. To thank you, they have hundreds of products on sale right now for the best prices ever. There's no better time to check out their website because they've discounted all my pillow products. You get 60% off their new goose down comforters. Get 50% off the my pillow 2.0, $90 off the my slippers. So you can get them for the entire family. Roll and go anywhere. My pillows, regular price, $29.99. Now just $9.99. And don't forget the mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA, as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the dog beds, blankets, MyPillow mattresses, couch pillows, loungewear, and so much more. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-887-2185 and use promo code 1234. Call 800-887-2185 or go to MyPillow.com. Promo code 1234. A cyber attack happens every 39 seconds. If you didn't insist that your IT security team call Arisent before you know it, it's too late. Your company network gets attacked, your client data gets stolen, your bank accounts get drained, then the lawsuits come and you're in hot water. Arisent's Cyber Z Suite ensures total network coverage and best practice-based zero-trust cybersecurity. Get protected. Call Arisent today to schedule a no-obligation consultation. 
908-878-7717. 908-878-7717. That's Ericent. E-R-A-C-E-N-T dot com. Hi, I'm Gary Sinise. Our veterans put everything on the line to protect our freedom. We may never be able to repay them for their sacrifice, but we can show them just how much we appreciate all they've done. You can help by simply sharing your time, lending a warm smile, a supportive hand, or a sympathetic ear to someone who needs it. Everyone can do something to make veterans know just how much we appreciate their service. Please visit www.volunteer.va.gov. What will you do? If you talk to me, we'll hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. So we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. So talk, they hear you. You can do it if you try. If a natural disaster comes knocking, how prepared is your family? You can't just close the door on earthquakes, floods, or hurricanes and hope they go away. That's why it's important to make a plan now. Ready.gov slash plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency. So if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov slash plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday. We're back with Lou Dobbs Sunday, and we're going to go straight to the phones. We're going to try to get, uh, if you can, be as succinct as possible. We're going to try to get as many folks uh, squeezed in here as we can. Uh, Bill in Brooklyn, uh, you're on the Lou Dobbs Show. Thanks for being with us. Hi, Lou. How are you? Great. Good. I'd like to just say this is going to go down as one of the biggest setups ever. If you know optics, and this is one of the safest buildings in the United States, how they had buses pull up in the back, escorted in with police, opened doors, let them in. Camera crews are already in the building, video and and photographic uh, cameras set up. i never seen an exit, uh, a building take over where they were marching through velvet robes and saying hi to police. Right. And it was let to happen, and they let them walk a certain way in so they could capture all these moments on video and camera. And this is an insurrection carrying flags and all. And if you notice, too, the Antifa people, they come with special helmets and backpacks. And if Mm. you notice, they started their trouble before the incident Mm. when Donald Trump was giving his speech and telling people to go and protest peacefully they were already there starting violence and you can right. tell who no. these people are 
and what was else was in that crowd to instigate this riot? And like Bill, I said, and then we're, yes, we're going to we're going to run out of time here. I appreciate what you're saying. I agree with everything you're saying. And you think about this, if you will, and everybody listening. When we see those videos, we've already seen exculpatory uh, evidence for many of these protesters on those on the few tapes that have been released. Why is it they're not releasing these tapes? We've now had two Republican speakers of the House say that they were going to release them. Uh, this one released, uh, I think it was nine, uh, 90 of them. Uh, that leaves over 40,000 more to go. Uh, and there's a reason, because it puts a lie to all of this. And you're right, it was the biggest setup of all time, and we're going to find out. But what we need to do is do it before this election. So this can, we need to teach the Marxist stems a lesson that this will not stand. Bill, thanks so much for your call. Uh, let's go to, uh, let's go to Mordecai in New Jersey. Welcome. Welcome, Mordecai. Mr. Dobbs, thank you. It's an honor. I just wanted to say really quickly, I had no idea about the details surrounding this, uh, this officer, or um, I don't know if I could call him that respectfully, but I uh, really quickly, I used to work at a um, very reputable uh, shooting range and shooting club in New Jersey, one of the best in the state. And I'm not just saying that because I'm biased. I'm saying that right. because of everything, safety, everything. So all the staff at the store, sales, rentals, whatever, we all carry, especially the range safety officers. And in order for you to carry at the store, you need to A, be certified by the state that you're okay to own and, and, uh, and sell firearms, and you need to qualify with that pistol to carry at the store. The same exact standards, if not more stringent, than police standards. FBI, the same thing. If you can't, with one box of 50 rounds, if you can't hit the... Uh, and it's the same thing with the concealed carry permits. If you can't qualify or if you fail to qualify with the standards that are currently with the qualifications of that um, of, of these organizations, the old expression, you can't hit the broad side of a barnyard, you shouldn't be anywhere near a firearm. I had no, no idea there's no doubt that. of that. And, and what's really stunning to me, Mordecai, is that the Capitol Police obviously knew this guy was, and there was something wrong. When he couldn't qualify, that suggests there are other things, because shooting is, uh, top flight shooting is, is a remarkable and rare skill. But nearly everyone can handle a gun safely and properly, and if they can't, as you say, they shouldn't be near it. But for a police officer, he had his, by the way, his police officer rights removed because of his recklessness with weapons and because he could not certify and uh, qualify with a weapon. And yet he was still on the job. There is a huge, huge responsibility in this uh, for the Capitol Police for the, uh, and for Nancy Pelosi uh, in, in this tragedy that should never, ever have occurred. And, and I think we all should say thank you to a Judicial Watch uh, throughout because this organization is the first, think about it, first in three years to bring charges against the federal government. This is it for Ludob Sunday. Thanks for being with us, everybody. God bless. Take a walk down Main Street, any Main Street, and what do you see? Unfortunately, during COVID-19, many businesses have had to limit their hours. Some have furloughed staff or cut wages. Others have shut down completely. A loss of income for many can have serious consequences, as people often must leave their neighborhoods and homes in search of more affordable housing. 
Added to this heartbreak, some people of color face housing discrimination as they look for new homes and are shut out of certain housing opportunities because of their race, color, or national origin. This must stop. COVID-19 inequity is real, and it shouldn't be made worse because of housing discrimination. If you suspect housing discrimination because of your race, color, or national origin, file a complaint with HUD so we can investigate it. To learn more, go to HUD.gov slash fair housing. Fair housing. The law is on your side. A public service message from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Of appeals ruled that Assemblyman Chris Tagg, State Senator Borello, and Congressman Mike Waller, among others, did not have the standing, even though they are New York citizens who may be affected by this and certainly represent New York. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com. 